Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, John, first of all, thanks for talking to me. Um, on reflection, what have the last five weeks or so been like for you since you departed Cork City Football Club? I suppose Trevor is giving me a chance to... Um certainly get my energy back um certainly um you know um you, you know review on you know what a fabulous time I had at the club and I've been there for five and a half years but I think um you know it was a 24/7 job and I gave everything that I could and um you know sometimes when you um step back you don't realize you know the toll is taken on probably yourself probably on your family and um you know the last number of weeks have been very good in terms of I suppose, you know, getting your energy back and um, you're refreshing. And um, I suppose, um, looking back on great times, but um, also looking forward to, to moving on to different things as well. Yeah, I suppose, what has the, the response from supporters and football people been like since you left the post of Cork City, John? Phenomenal, really. You know, it's been, um, you know, all over the city and county, all over. Even, you know, been up the country quite a lot. Um, you know, I've received... Letters, postcards, obviously um, thousands of texts at this stage, but uh, you know, and phone calls from people. But it's been just overwhelming. I think you know there was so much goodwill out there, and um, I suppose the fact that people appreciate you know what a, what a fantastic um, number of years we had, and it's been just brilliant. But the support, you know, really, Trevor, ever since I took over, has been phenomenal, and um, I appreciate that. But um, you know, it's been uh, you know, it's been very uplifting to be honest, yeah. Yeah, um, were you disappointed with the way it ended, John? Any regrets? Look, in all situations, you know, professional football is the toughest game, and um, I suppose, Trevor, when I when I go back to um, November 2013, when I was first appointed and I brought John with me to time, John Carter and um, Lisa Fallon and and um, Phil Harrington, you know, it was it was a journey where we didn't know what to expect. We just knew we we do whatever we could and we we put our heart and soul into it and we give it 24-7 and that's exactly what we did and um, you know five and a half years later it was incredible you, know, you, you don't know on these jobs whether you'll last six months twelve months two years so at that particular time Trevor I had no idea that I would have been there so long and, and um, so it was just tremendous time and, and um, fantastic memories and I just it was, it was just tougher and um, we went through a bad spell and that's the way, that's the way it goes and you know, people make decisions, but um, for me, it's just you know about fantastic times we had and and, and obviously the trophies we won and and, and there was and there was many great nights in Europe. So um, overall, you know, just great memory. Yeah, you took over in uh, in 2013, um, John, and um, I suppose the year before you took over, Cork City were 
mid-table, uh, not doing so well. And your first uh, year in charge, uh, you could have won the league the last day of the season. So you got off to a, a tremendous start and punching above your weight, I suppose, you, you, it's fair to say. Well, I think the, the most important thing, you know, um, and people who would know me and, you know, the supporters and, and um, is that, you know, I was a player, then I was a supporter. And, and as a manager, it was, it was a dream job, you know, privilege, privilege to be the manager of Cork. So very, very few people get that opportunity. I think when we went in, everyone knew that, you know, I would give everything I had and that's what I want to do 24-7, give everything we had. And that first season was incredible forever. Um, you know, do we think that at the last game in the season that we would be, you know, in the position going for the league? Absolutely not. We were trying to rebuild a club, a team, get the passion and spirit back into the club. Um, we inherited um, a team that had, had, hadn't been doing well for a couple of seasons. There was only six players left when we took over. So for the three months before the season kicked off in March 2014, we put a lot of work and effort into recruiting people. You know, we signed players from amateur, non-league, and brought players into the club from other, from other clubs, and obviously retained you know some of the some of the lads that were there. Colin Healy came back yeah, to play. Dan Murray came back to play, and um, you know, so from that point of view, Marcus Sullivan we brought out of non-league football. So it just turned into an absolutely roller coaster of first season. And I suppose the fact that we went to the last game of the season and we're desperately lucky away to the dock up in the full house, thousand park people travel on the night. And, you know, it still irks me a little bit the way our supporters were treated that night. But at the same time, you know, it was a controversial first goal and, um, you know, they kept the dock the league. But overall, it was just a roller coaster of a season. And there's no way when we took over that we could have envisaged that. But it was, uh, I suppose, Trevor setting high standards from the start and, and uh, that's the way it had been for the next number of years after that. Yeah, there were so many highlights uh, during your time as Cork City Manager. The double, which we'll talk about shortly, uh, John being the, the, the real standout. But uh, I suppose to go toe-to-toe with Dundalk, who many commentators said were the best side ever uh, in the League of Ireland, in, in the history of the League of Ireland. So to go toe-to-toe with them for as long as you did must bring you great satisfaction looking back. Yeah, well, I think for everyone knows, you know, that... Um, you know, Forrest who owned the club, the supporters um, that, that saved the club in 2010 and who owned the club. We all know the way the club works. Everything is is, is, is tight finance-wise and uh, I've been involved in all the budgets and, and uh, we work within our means and, you know, you're compare, comparing to um, an operation like the dog privately owned by a business investing huge. So it, it was up to us to, I suppose, invest shrewdly, certainly make very good signings and work with you know, the number of very, very good local players we had, but also bringing players in on cheap deals, mainly free transfers, and, and getting them on, on good wages and, and spotting maybe young players that, you know, had struggled elsewhere who might perform for us. So, um, it, you know, it, it was it was like that, but I suppose, probably you could always look back at it. And also, when I went to Dublin, many people often said to me that, you know, if Cork weren't there, the dog would possibly have won four to five doubles in a row. So we were probably a big thorn on their side, and mm. you know, from that point of view. But you know, we we did we did incredibly well, and obviously, um, Cork into the double. But I think Trevor being in Europe every year was huge, and uh, in the top two. So I think it was a time where you know, when people say that you know the dog were the best team in League of Ireland history. You know that that that's hard to tell. Certainly in modern era, they, they, they were. But you know, as, as I keep saying, you know, people you know forget that. Um, Cork City set, set a unique record that was never done in the history of the league 
winning the first 21 or 22 or 22 games in, in, in the double winning season, which was which was you know no one sort of, no one had, no one achieved that before. So I think it was an incredible stat for the club and for the players at the time. You know. Yeah, your rivalry with uh, Stephen Kenny is. Uh, uh, made of legendary stuff in League of Ireland terms, John. What was your relationship like with Stephen Kenny? Looking back, I, I suppose we're two very, very competitive people, um, different personalities. Um, um, I suppose um, you know Stephen was coming from a high investment a club. He bit Dundalk from something very similar to where Cork were. They were down on their knees, and he turned them around. And you know he, he was a year ahead of us, and you know then Dundalk were investing heavily and. In fairness, so so um, I suppose it became I suppose no different than any sporting relationship where both managers re- respect each other. But I suppose it got to the stage management players you know, got to that us against them, and uh, I suppose that's the way it was panning out, Trevor. And um, you know, all the games are always highly competitive, highly intense, and um, you know, both teams desperate to win. Um, but tremendous respect between each other. But there wasn't a lot of talk between both teams after that. <laughs> That's just the way it was. Yeah. And um, great points. And um, you know, just just tremendous um, occasion and tremendous uh, competitiveness because you had two teams at the very top trying to win, to be the champions of the country and, and be the number one. And um, you know, and uh, I suppose we were we were given as good as, as we got. You know. Yeah. Can I ask you, John, what will you miss most about managing Cork City? I think being honest with you, Trevor, uh, you know, the reception I always got from the supporters at, in the ground around the city and county, um, you know, walking up before the matches and leading the, the club into Europe, you know, there's lots of massive, ma- massive occasions, but ultimately, you know, leaving the Aviva at the time we won the cup in 2017 and certainly leaving the Aviva after we won the double after the famous penalty shootout. So, um, you know, great, great memories, fantastic occasions, but I just think, the, the, the main thing, Trevor, is that look, the management team I had were absolutely phenomenal, incredibly loyal, and we gave everything we had. And you know, once you do that, and likewise the players did. And you know, if you're good enough, you're good enough. On occasions we were, and sometimes we gave everything and we weren't good enough. But when you leave everything on the pitch, people appreciate that. And I think that's where I think you know, even since we finished in the last in the last uh, number of weeks, you know, to meet people around, I think once they know you gave everything. Yeah, do you think you had a bit of fin- unfinished business, John, in some way? Uh, in, in what manner? In, in you know, as as manager of Cork City, you know, was there a bit of unfinished business, or you know, was the timing a bit right? Do you think? Oh no, yeah, absolutely. Don't know. You know, um, my you know, as I said, I, I, from a player to a supporter to the manager, phenomenal. Uh, Thirty years looking back, and you know, my time is um, you know my time is given, and, and I've given everything to the club, and they know that, and, and um, you know we all move on, and you know it, it's um, you know I look forward to going sitting in the stand watching watching the lads, and over, over many years, and and I hope we can go back winning trophies and qualify for Europe. Mm. Um, I suppose um, we, we talked about the double earlier, John, and um, you know. If the Aviva Stadium became almost a second home for Cork City fans because you were in the cup final four times in a row and, and to win the double uh, no no uh, team from Cork City uh, won the double in, in the history so that's something to look back with, with great satisfaction isn't it? Yeah absolutely I think it was because I think you know the the, the, the the 2016 cup final win you know when when Shawnee McGuire got the winner it was crucial because it gave the team tremendous 
confidence and inner belief that mm. uh, you know the next season, as I said, you know the league winning season we started incredibly, you know, well and twenty one or twenty two was, was was just incredible. But you know, in fairness, the cup was still there to take, and we had lost. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. You know, Shawnee McGuire and Ted McConnell to Preston, Johnny and Levy got injured. And uh, so they never took part in, in the cup run. And, you know, we went through it you know, a couple of tough games to get the cup final and then obviously to beat Dundalk and, and the icing on the cake, Kieran Sadler getting the, the, the winning penalty. So it was, it was it was a fantastic occasion and, um, you know, fantastic for for all the supporters to enjoy and, and the players. And, um, you know, it was, it was just, you know, mag- magical magical moments. But there were many, Trevor, and, um, you know, but obviously winning the double was certainly the icing on the cake. Yeah, you brought some great players to the club over the years, uh, John, really top players. Yeah, we were scouting, working hard. Obviously, you know, if you look back over, there was a couple of players that never worked, that didn't work out. But I think there were, you know the the majority of players that came into the club were, were phenomenal. You know, you look back on Stephen Beatty, Stephen Pooley, uh, Jimmy Cohan, Karen Sadler, um, Greg Bolger, Kenny Brown, Ryan Delaney, Kevin O'Connor. You know, and obviously then you know Shawnee McGuire, along with all the fantastic local players that we had as well. You know, so, you know, Matt McNulty, Alan Bennett, Gerald Morrissey, Gary Buckley, all these brilliant players and even the young lads coming through, young McCarthy, young McLaughlin. But it was just, a, it was just, a, you know, we were especially with Mark Sullivan as well. So it was just a, unique. And, you know, I keep saying in our club, you know, you have to have a very strong cork base with John O'Flynn and Liam Carney as well in the early days. So you need a very strong cork base. But certainly then you bring the likes of, you know, the guys I mentioned, 
plus Carol Shepherd, Conor McCormick, and these guys in to make your team better and to make your team challenging. And, and over the years, it was certainly um, the management team worked very hard and bringing recruiting players in and the right type of players. And generally, we got more things right. You know. Mm. I just wonder, John, because we talked about this in press conference while we were manager of Cork City, about the frustration bringing some of your targets in. Uh, you you um, couldn't manage them again because the, your targets went elsewhere because probably of the, the budget cuts. That, that was a bit frustrating, was it? Look, I suppose, whether, you know, I, I've been a club man. I work whatever and whatever way and whatever way people want it. Yes, I suppose everyone knows that, you know, when you, you know, there was a board there for a number of years. Um, you know, there was chairman there for a number of years. Very good, very supportive, and every year the club qualified for Europe and made and made money. And you know you have to reinvest it back into the team. And and but at the same time, you know personnel change. People want to go down different directions, and that's fine. And you know, and you work within within that. I suppose it was obvious this year that we certainly were not going to be in the top two. And I suppose you know we knew that in pre-season, and I suppose that's probably what was was disappointing. But still at the same time, you know, the team is capable of, of getting into Europe. You know, there's a massive European tie coming up in July, and you know it's crucial for the for, for the team to win that game because we're seated now for the first time. Um, you know, it's, it's because all the other years when we were there, we weren't seated, and now we are this year. So it gives a right chance to progress. Certainly, two one, possibly two rounds. So um, you know, it's still a very exciting uh, time for the club. But the main thing is, you know, the club work within its means, but going to support his own club. People have different ideas, and you know, they want to change certain things and they're quite tight that because they had the the power behind them and um you know all I all I did as a manager is do my best in whatever set of circumstances and it was very, very difficult at the start covering the early years because, you know, we ha- we had a debt player and um you know the the players went from, you know, part time contracts and uh, where they've gone to full time contracts. Now we offer player players contracts for fifty two weeks, which is fantastic. So you know, uh, there's been an awful lot of progress as well on the background with the academy, with the, with youth teams, and a lot of structures within the club are very, very good. But ultimately, we need a training base and we need our own training facilities. And you know, we're indebted to the likes of Manadic Arena, you know, UCC, um, CIT has, has also been very good for us as well. So um, we're indebted to those people for helping us out. Plus, local clubs have helped us as well. But we need our own facilities, mm. and it's probably um, one of the biggest things that that. that Probably is the biggest thing the club needs in the next number of years. Do you see Glamour happening, John? Hopefully it will. Um, you know, massive amounts of work has gone in, particularly, you know, Pat Lyons, the chairman, has done phenomenal work in, you know, getting the, the ground signed the, the over. Obviously, um, you know, the investment is needed, but, you know, it's it's in a situation where, um, from what I know, Trevor, that everything is signed off, but we are waiting for funding. So hopefully that would start. It would take a number of years. Uh, to complete, but certainly um, something badly needed by the club, and um, you know, the, the, the sooner the grants come through, the better for, you know, for the club because we need we, we need we need training pitches, and you know, with so many teams now, two women's teams, four underage teams, first team for, for the first team, and um, so we just we just need the facilities, Trevor, and um, yeah, as I said, the one thing probably is holding us back at the moment, you know. Yeah, your right hand man, of course, has taken over uh, as interim manager, John Cotter, and obviously. Uh, you wish him well in, in in the job. Uh, great sparring partners down the years uh, for both the league and, and in Europe coming up as well. Yeah, and John was John was brilliant to me and a brilliant uh, number two and a very loyal person and worked incredibly hard. And you know, I think sometimes it, it's been a bit unfair. You know, here like you know when I was finishing up that time and John was coming in, people were 
tarnished him, saying he was the same as myself. You know, John is very much his own man. And, uh, you know, when I was in Avondale in amateur football, you know, um, I won a lot of trophies with Avondale and John came in after me and he, he won even more and, and brought him even to, to more heights. So, you know, John is his own philosophy, he's his own thinking and it could be wrong with people to judge John off me because um, he has his own idea. But, um, you know, he's a tremendous guy and certainly, you know, he's, he's a local person, knows the club inside out and knows what's needed in the club. And, um, you know, sometimes people can imagine that there's fancy people, you know, across channel or somewhere else outside of Cork. And a lot of cases, and if you look at our history, very few outside managers have succeeded. And uh, I would certainly hope that, um, you know, that John, in, in time, that John would be given would be given the, the job full-time. And uh, But look, at what the way to see, because, um, um, you know, he's Colin Healy with him. You know, Alan Bennett's gone in as well, and he's Liam Carney, obviously, and, Issa Fallon and and um, Mick Punch. So hopefully, um, you know, you know, I I think it would be great if John got the job on a, on a longer term basis. But we have to wait. Yeah, uh, what do you think is the best way uh, for the club to challenge going forward at the top again, uh, John? Do you think the club maybe might need a bit of club investment like Dundalk and Rovers? Well, uh, well, I think uh, probably probably um, it's one of those scenarios where you know Forest will have a number of decisions to, to make over the next. Um, you know, in the next while, because um, you know you can see that it, when you get to the top, you know, keeping the team up there, and investing every year is difficult because, um, particularly when you get clubs who are, who are investing much more than you, um, maybe the the Shamrock Rovers model where you know we the force will still own the club, but we can uh, we can take in outside investment as well, which is what Shamrock Rovers uh, have done in the last number of years. That might be the way forward, uh, or else increase our membership, but certainly. Um, to compete and to be competitive year in year out, you have to be in Europe, and um, and ultimately, for me, you have to bring your own players through. But at the same time, you have to also uh, bring in some outside players to, to, to make a difference. And um, so, there are the challenges ahead, and, and hopefully, um, as a club, we can meet them going forward. Yeah, and just you on yourself, John. You've been a, a serial uh, trophy winner, no matter where you've been. Um, what about the future for you? Um, would you like to stay in management? Uh, in the League of Ireland, maybe, if the right job became available? Well, I think at the moment, there's lots of talk about um, changes within the League of Ireland, improvements to be made, and that's all positive talk, and hopefully, in the next number of years, things will happen very quickly, because, you know, our league is a fantastic product. I'm a a League of Ireland man. I love the league. Uh, Our perception out there isn't great, but, uh, you know, there's certainly a lot of things we could do to make our league much better and, and, and there are plans for changes and hopefully that will happen as for myself at the moment I'm not, I'm not making any rash decisions um, it's been a dream to manage Cork City you know the support I've got has been phenomenal um, it does nothing mean like it was like going to heaven every day Trevor managing the club um, I suppose you know it was the first time in my life that I was full time in football because I was always a part time player up to that and I always did day jobs and I was never out of work so you know, to be to manage the club was, was, was just an absolute dream, and um, you know I love this. But at the moment, um, I've made no decisions, and I'm just waiting to to see what's the best move for myself. So, um, would I like to stay in sport or football? Yes, it's, it's, it's a great lifestyle. Very difficult in Ireland, though, and um, in, in in terms of you know, it's, it's very hard to make um, ends meet, and there isn't there isn't a strong living to be made, and we all have our our bills and mortgages to pay. So, I just have to to weigh up. Um, what will happen yet but certainly um, 
uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna dwell on over the next three or four weeks and, and, and see what's the best option. But um you know, it would be brilliant if we had an industry like it is in England where you could go to around uh, and manage football. But unfortunately here at the moment we're just not at that stage at the moment, you know. Yeah, what a role in the FBI um, appeal to you, John? Uh, I suppose Trevor a role in in any sporting capacity, you know, you know, I, I would like to, I, I I would love because it's um you know the passion for it and um, and you know, so I suppose I keep my options open, you know, there's possibilities, you know, as well, you know, a few things that possibly could have moved somewhere else or moved out of the country and um you know, so I'm not ruling anything in or out at the moment. I'm not sort of trying to dismiss your question, but they're they're just that's just the mm. the way it is at the moment and um I'm just gonna take my time and just see what's what's the best move for myself, my family and and um and uh, but, you know, I suppose the main thing is Trevor for me is you know, it's been absolutely phenomenal <laughs> five years as manager of the club and, and I look forward I look back with great memories and, and tremendous support and um you know that that's it's it's something that um I'd love to see that the next chapter of my life we would have those type of memories but we'd have to wait and see. Okay, John, well, it's been a pleasure talking to you once again and appreciate your time. And whatever you decide to do, we wish you the very best of luck indeed. Thanks, John. Thank you, Trevor. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.